Each year, millions of people visit perhaps the most popular lady in America, New York Harbor's Statue of Liberty. And equally, probably, that same number is disappointed when they learn upon getting there that they cannot visit the statue's highest elevation, her torch. But did you know that the reason behind the disappointment goes back to the German saboteurs from World War I? I'm your host, Peter Zablocki, and this is History Shorts. It would take the United States two full years before its government and people broke with the long-standing policy of isolationism and joined the rest of the world in the conflict then known as the Great War. But that did not mean that the American industries had not joined the conflict since its inception in 1914. As the war intensified in Europe, both the Allied and Central Powers sought to secure supplies, including munitions, food, and raw materials. The United States, initially adopting a policy of neutrality, was able to trade with both sides, boosting American exports. The demand for goods and supplies for the war effort even before the U.S. entry led to increased industrial production in the United States. Industries such as steel, chemicals, and manufacturing experienced a surge in orders. The American banks and financial institutions extended credit to the Allied and Central Powers, allowing these nations to purchase goods and supplies necessary for the war effort. Perhaps the most desired commodity in those early days was arms, ammunition, and other war materials. And while the United States was officially neutral, American businesses were free to sell goods, including arms and munitions, to any country involved in the conflict. Because historical and cultural connections, as well as established trade relationships, played a large role in influencing economic priorities, the majority of the armaments went to the Allied nations and not the central powers of Germany, Austria-Hungary, or the Ottoman Empire. Undoubtedly, the cultural and linguistic ties between the United States, the United Kingdom, and France were stronger than those with Germany. By 1914, Black Tom Island, located in New York Harbor and today part of New Jersey's Liberty State Park, served as a strategic point for storing and transporting arms and munitions. Its proximity to major transportation routes made it a crucial hub for supplying the Allied powers during World War I. As its role as a central munitions depot grew, the island began storing vast quantities of explosives and ammunition stockpiles awaiting shipments to the Allies. But because it was not a state-sponsored initiative, it was private companies that operated, and in this case failed, to properly secure Black Tom Island. That is not to say there was no security measures in place, only that they were insufficient. The companies were more interested in the munitions production, storage, and transportation than wasting resources and money to keep them safe. The more they could get out and the quicker they could do so meant more money, and nobody could say that they were unsuccessful. By the year's end, 75% of all ammunition and armaments shipped from the United States to Europe went through New York Harbor. Business was good. It was still dark in Manhattan on Sunday morning, July 30th, 1916, when the New York skyline and the nearby Statue of Liberty overlooking Black Tom's Island just across the harbor were lit up by the biggest explosion New York City had ever seen. Hours before, German agents, having secured jobs on the island weeks before, placed incendiary devices and barrels of explosives among the munition stockpiles. The plan was coordinated with those already on the island and additional German saboteurs who took advantage of the lax security measures in place at the time, allowing them to carry out their plan without detection. Their aim was to destroy or damage the stockpiles, thereby impeding the flow of arms and supplies from the United States to the Allies, particularly to the British and the French. 
After placing their explosives and lighting the fuses, the Germans disappeared into the night from which they came, never to be seen again. The detonation of the incendiary devices triggered a chain reaction, causing a series of explosions throughout the munitions depot. The shockwaves from the explosion were felt over a wide radius, and the blast was powerful enough to be felt in neighboring states, including as far away as Philadelphia. The extent of the explosion was a testament to the massive quantity of explosives stored on the island. The force of the explosion caused extensive structural damage to buildings on Blacktown Island. Warehouses, loading docks, and other facilities were either destroyed or severely damaged by the blast. Buildings in Jersey City and Lower Manhattan suffered damage and debris was scattered over a wide distance. The blast on the island excavated a hole so deep that it extended below sea level and water seeped until a vast pond was created, one full of wreckage. While the explosion occurred in the early morning hours, when many people were not present, there were still casualties and injuries. At least five people were killed, including a baby in Jersey City who was thrown from his crib. Some of the other injuries included workers on Blacktown Island and residents in the surrounding areas who were in harm's way, from minor cuts and bruises to more severe wounds. The Statue of Liberty, located close to Blacktown Island, also experienced damage. The shockwaves shattered windows in the crown and torch-bearing arm of the statue. Pieces of the torch were found on the ground and the overall structure integrity of the statue, specifically of the arm and the torch, was compromised. The city of New York closed Lady Liberty's arm shortly thereafter for repairs. Yet even when it reopened a few months later, as the debris was still being cleaned from nearby Black Tom Island, the Statue of Liberty's torch was, for the first time since its dedication in 1886, closed off to the public. The National Park System, which takes care of the statue today, claims that the engineers at the time deemed the structure to be unstable since the explosion to allow for much foot traffic. And even though the torch were later replaced in the 1980s, the precedent of keeping the arm closed to visitors remained in place. The Black Tom explosion led to legal proceedings with the US government filing a lawsuit against the German government. But more importantly, the Black Tom explosion, along with other factors such as unrestricted submarine warfare by Germany, contributed to a shift in public opinion in the United States. Anti-German sentiment increased, influencing the US government's decision to enter World War I on the side of the Allies. As for Lady Liberty, the fact that it suffered damage due to an act of sabotage during a time of global conflict added another layer of symbolism to the event. The statue, which had stood as a welcoming symbol to immigrants arriving in America, became a tangible victim of war-related violence. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out History Shorts on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your shows. You can also visit HistoryShortsPodcast.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Kearns, and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far, we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons, and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.